hey, well, we love these guys. You know, Anne was my wife's bridesmaid. That's how long we have actually, well, we've known Anne. And, uh, and then she picked up this good-looking guy. And they are, uh, they're involved in open doors. They've been involved in, uh, you know, serving the Lord in so many different capacities. But today, they just come as Hope Center people. And uh, so we just love you guys, love your spirits. Why don't you put your hands together and give Anne and Mike a great big welcome as they come. Amazing. So good. Thank you, Pastor Paul. Oh, man, it is so good to be here with you tonight. And what a privilege um, for me. I mean, this is Pentecost Sunday. This is uh, the day where we remember the Holy Spirit being poured out on the earth. And, and it's the last Sunday, the, the last session of our spiritual equipment series. And so I'm believing for the Holy Spirit to really turn up. But um, I, I love coming to church with my wife. I mean, we, um, the, this morning we're, we're speaking at two different churches. And so tonight we get to be in the same church together, which is awesome. And, um, but we just wanted to share a, a few words with people. So, um, Michael, in the, in the worship time, um, I, I felt like the Lord saying that he was rewriting the story. And so, of course, the, the word of God remains uh, the same. But, but he's rewriting the story. And I felt like he's rewriting it dynamically. And, and it's not so much that like the devil's winning one time, the God's winning the next time. It, there's a battle, but it's not so much that balance. It's more that um, God is rewriting things to keep things out of the devil's reach. And so it's very hard to see ahead of what's happening. But I see you carrying these, um, these rewrites to different places, these edits, these updates, these things, what the Lord is doing. And it's not that he didn't know what he was going to do. It's not even that he's changing his plan, but he's keeping it out of the reach of the enemy's plans. And it's simply what he does. And so I see you delivering those rewrites, those edits, those updates. Um, lady in the denim uh, with the pink drink bottle. Um, yeah, I just see you um, in a harvest field, a golden harvest field around you. And I see you harvesting um, every day. I see um, you finding the gold in each day. I see you uh, collecting uh, what it is that the Lord would have for you and, um, and breathing life into people and, uh, and people and, and souls and bringing them along the journey. And I feel like the Lord's saying there's always something in every day uh, that you can collect. And it's, it's peoples, it's, it's souls, but it's, it's gifts and it's encounters with the Lord. Just see you walking with the Lord uh, just on that every day. And then uh, next to you in the, in the black... Um, yeah, um, so I, uh, I, I see you being um, occupied with the gladness of your heart. And so um, I see you operating the gifts of the Spirit. And, and it's like you just love what you do. There's, there's great joy in this season coming. And you're just on this daily basis moving in the gifts of the Spirit. And you're just seeing these wonderful things take place. You're going to come back with testimonies, with books and testimonies. Awesome. <laughs> I just had a real sense of somebody um, over this side who he gets migraines, and uh, God wants to heal that. So um, this side of the something you may not have one now, but like a, I just saw like a it's like a little, little like a sword literally going into your brain that sort of feels like a splitting headache. So God wants to heal that if you're bold enough to put your hand up. Jesus will heal that. Um, I saw which one? Oh, great, awesome. Well, let's. I just say be healed in Jesus' name, actually. Let's go and lay hands on her, and then you can carry on there. 
But I just, I just feel like there's been an assignment against you and it's like it's kept you in the dark because you need to go into the dark to get away from the pain of a migraine. And um, today we just declare in the name of Jesus that that assignment against you is broken. We just declare healing and a coming out of the dark. It's like you've been in some ways like okay with hiding away from what God's got on your life. But I feel like God is saying it's time to come out into the light. And so we just declare healing, we declare freedom and coming out into the full fullness of the calling of your life, of God on your life. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and then, yeah, next to her, um, sir with the glasses on, yeah, next to her. Um, yeah, I just saw you um, being able to see in the, in the spirit. I feel like God's giving you fresh vision to be able to see what it is he's doing, kind of. Uh, to, to discern and insight, uh, understanding. I feel like he's going to give you fresh understanding to be able to uh, flow with him and what he's doing because you can see it. Uh, I feel like you're going to be able to see in advance uh, what is going to happen and then be able to walk and flow in that in the spirit. Um, yeah, and then just in front of him, just, yeah, you're in the, in the black. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's... it's um, Man, I just see, uh, I see the enemy taking cover. <laughs> Basically, I, I just see you bringing, um, bringing the kingdom into people's lives and the, the demons just kind of running. So um, just, just walk, walk in there. And it's kind of like robed. It's just robed. It's kind of like, it's, it's a presence thing. It's being there. It's kind of like you are the gift, you know, rather than having the gifts. It's like you are the gift. You step into a place. And so the Lord's going to give you the feet, the, the, the place where you set your feet. Um, at Pisa, I, I just saw you with these big um, hands, like bears' hands, and people coming in to the church, um, like visitors, and I just see you swatting off um, the, the, the worries, the concerns of the day, the, the attachments, the demons, the, the things that are hindering them. And I see people coming into this place with um, suddenly a clarity of mind to be able to understand understand the gospel, understand the message. And it's like, oh man, I've come home. But, but I just see on the front, I see on the front door, just, just saying, no, stop, boom. And um, yeah, no match, no match for the hands. <laughs> awesome. This lady here with a beautiful red flowery top. I just saw, you know, that it says in Romans about the resurrection power um, that rose, the, the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. And I just see, I just see this resurrection thing over you. It's, um, it's resurrection of dreams. It's, it's you bringing resurrection to things that got, you know, that were prematurely killed off. I don't know if it's workspace or things like that, that you're going to speak and bring life to those things. So we just declare that over you. Um, physically as well, like pray for resurrection. Go for it, you know. You know, lay your hands on a dead body if you find one. Um, <laughs> but, but just go. But I just do, just see that real resurrection power. Like it's just like the anointing, the joy that you carry will will do that. You know, it's not going to be a hard thing. It's not. It's all up to the Holy Spirit anyway, isn't it? Um, some I saw somebody else actually sitting doing a jigsaw puzzle, like literally doing a jigsaw puzzle. Is there someone who is literally in the middle of doing a jigsaw puzzle at the moment? Got one on your table. Awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. I just, I, I saw that picture and I said, what's that about God? And I just felt like, you know, when you do a jigsaw, sometimes you can come to the end and find those missing pieces and you're just like, oh, well, 
this missing pieces, they're not there. And I just feel like God's saying he's actually going to bring back in front of you missing pieces, like, like the jigsaw pieces that you felt like, okay, that's lost now, and the whole picture of my life is not going to be what I thought it was. And Jesus is saying, no, I've got all the puzzle pieces, and he's bringing it back so the full beauty of what he's called you to do is going to happen. So I, I just be expecting for God to bring back puzzle pieces that you're actually throwing, just like, okay, can't, I'm not going to look for them anymore, you know. So I just bless that in Jesus' name. Bless that. Um, Tony, actually, I get to prophesy with my friend. No, my ex- um, I just saw you like being like the Nile River, actually, and you see the aerial shots of the Nile River, and there's like the, I don't know how wide it is, Mike knows, green on either side. And it's like the Lord, you know, you've been incredibly faithful to the Lord and you've bought green everywhere that you've gone. And it's like, a, you know, it's the staple river in that region for irrigation and all that. I just felt like God say to prepare your banks for flood. It's like to lift your expectations of what God can do in and through you, to, to increase your capacity, to not settle and go, okay, this is my lot. And then, you know, look at be looking forward in the next 10, 20 years of what God can do. I just feel like the flood is coming. So strengthen your, your banks is, is basically that. Thank you, Jesus. Um, just, yeah, lady at the back um, in a grey gray jacket, unzipped, black, yeah. Um, I just, uh, it's just the words highly favoured and um, just a sweetness about you and it's kind of this um, delicate power really and it's the, um, it's uh, this grace that you walk in but just the, the power that comes from your words and I, I see the, the power, the anointing of the Holy Spirit behind your words uh, pushing them forward and so saying peace to the storm, calm to the storm and, and then that taking place. And so, um, and just an, an ease to be able to uh, come alongside someone gently, um, but then to, to have um, power transactions take place. And then next to you in the cap, um, uh, I, I see that you've positioned yourself well, and because of that, he is adding to you at the moment, and I, I see you being added to and added to and added to, and, uh, and the Lord is going to, to use you in, in mighty ways, and now is a time uh, to receive, to soak, to, to learn, to, to be in his presence, and to realize that, that very soon uh, you'll be lifted above the, the surface, above the water, and then you'll step out onto a new place of, of ministry. Yeah, Hannah, isn't it? Yes, I got it right. <laughs> um, I just saw just the rivers of living water flowing through you, like it says in John 7 about uh, I will cause living, rivers of living water to um, flow from you, and by that he meant the Holy Spirit, that whole verse. And I just saw a picture of uh, like the, from the throne of heaven, the Holy Spirit flowing in and out and through you. And the, just the word I had from the Lord is that he's setting things right as that flow. And it's almost like in some ways you might have dammed up a few areas where you're like, okay, I'm just going to keep this water here. And I feel like God's going to open the dam. And as that water flows, like as the dam's lift and you actually let go in some areas, that you're going to find things get set right. That was the, the, the sense that I had. Like, I don't know whether it's physical, financial, practical, anything. God knows that and you probably know that. But he's going to set things right. So just declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. I just love being in the environment of the Spirit of God. I mean, today being such a significant day, 50 days after Jesus was raised to life and 10 days after he ascended into heaven, uh, God poured out the Holy Spirit on the earth as fire. 
and he consumed those who were in the, the upper room. And what I love about the upper room, it says that tongues of fire came and rested on each one of them. Simply because they were in the room, they were filled. Thank you for worship and leading. And, um, and when God is pleased with the, the sacrifice, well, then fire falls from heaven. And I feel like each one of us, we actually walk in the favor of the Lord. We've got to understand what Jesus has done for us. When the Heavenly Father looks at us, uh, he sees the righteousness of Jesus. And so how great is that, that we actually walk in the favor of the Lord. We, we walk as Jesus on the earth. And so therefore, fire comes and fire falls on us to be able to then go out in the power of the Spirit and breathe fire wherever we go. And so we're in this um, series, Spiritual Equipment, and uh, we're, we're looking really at the, the gifts of the Spirit. And, um, and I couldn't help myself. I want to show you a video clip. Uh, just 40 seconds long, and it expresses a sentiment that I'd love to communicate tonight. So uh, let's just have a look at this clip before I start. So it contains a sentiment that I'd like to communicate this evening, and that sentiment is this. You've got powers. <laughs> You've got powers. We've got supernatural powers. I, I don't know um, if you did this when you were a kid. It was like, you know, what kind of uh, superpower would you like to have? If, uh, you know, if you were, had a superpower, it's like, oh, you know, I'd love to, love to fly. I'd love to be able to fly. I mean, you know how dangerous that is? People are still going to be looking at their cell phones at 10,000 feet, and it's just going to be dangerous. So, yeah, I don't know if that's a very good wish to hope for. I wish, you know, I had laser eyes. I mean, what are you going to do with laser eyes? Really, you're going to do nothing with laser eyes, helpful at least. Um, oh, I, want to be, I want to be invisible. I love to be invisible. Well, man, if no one can see you, you're going to be hit by a truck. So that's not very good. So, but what about these powers? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. Freely you've been given, freely give. And so these are the powers that have been invested into us because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, because he overcame death and hell and the curse over mankind, because he ascended to the Father, because of our proximity to Jesus, because of our relationship with him, and because the Holy Spirit is being poured out into our hearts and into our lives, we have these powers available to us. I want to talk about these powers. I want to talk about one power in particular. But what has God invested into us? Well, Romans 8.11, the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Matthew 17.20, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Matthew 16, 18, they will pick up snakes with their hands. When they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. 
Ephesians 3.1, you have been blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And 2 Timothy 3.17, you have been thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so the devil would want to try and replicate these things and kind of do all these powers on the movies and, and make us think that our powers don't really match up to, to the powers that we see on the movies. But, but generally, those powers result in destruction. But the kind of powers that the Lord has invested into us to move in because he loves us and he loves the world around us is actually going to change the world, restore people's lives, draw them into the kingdom and get them to live in a place of amazing freedom. And so tonight, I wanted to unpack a particular power that, um, that I love, uh, that the Holy Spirit has invested into us, and that is the power of prophecy. So really what I want to do tonight is just want to uh, set things straight and, and give us a, a framework by which we can prophesy, because I believe that each one of us can have a prophetic word for every single person that we meet. Because the Bible says that we just prophesy in proportion to our faith. So if you believe it, well then, why not? You certainly can. It's because God's always speaking and because every person is in a season of life, there is a word from God for every season of life. And you can be the one to bring it. You can be known as a, as a well, as a source. And I find that these environments that we step into uh, are environments for us to receive, to be refilled again, to be lifted up, to be filled with fire so that we can go out to prophesy and to bring the Word of God and the presence of God wherever we go. So this morning, this evening, 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1 to 5. This is what I'm going to be looking at tonight. And we're just going to be looking at how prophecy in particular is framed. So it says this, 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1 to 5. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They are to mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I'd rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. And so I love this portion of Scripture because it really puts something within reach that each one of us can step into. It begins by saying... Follow the way of love. And what a great place to start when we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit flowing in the power of the Spirit. I mean, what's the point in having so much power that if you step into that, well, then pride can develop or uh, you can use that thing that's going to damage someone else, damage you. But if you're walking in love, well, then that helps to reframe and reset everything. Now, if you love, it will actually revolutionize the way that you minister because you're suddenly, you're, you're looking at what can I do for the person in front of me. Now, one thing that I've done in the past, when it comes to, uh, for example, speaking in front of people, you know, some people can, can struggle with that. And so you're here, it can be nervous, you know, there's, there's people, everyone's watching you. But this idea of following the way of love, if I am saying to the Lord, Lord, help me to love those in front of me, 
Help me to want the very best for the people in front of me. What, what you're doing by that is you're actually removing yourself from the equation, all the insecurities and fears that you might have within your own heart. If you're stepping over that and you're saying, well, actually my motivation is to love and to step out and to reach out, well, then actually you can operate in a far better, far freer way, a more powerful way because you're no longer hindered by the things that hinder you. And so as we grow in love, as we grow in love, we become more free-flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. So follow the way of love. Why not just, um, just right now, let, let's just think of a person that we can love this week. Just consider a person. Um, what can I do, what can I say to encourage that person this week? Let's just reset from this point, look forward to the week, and yet this person, what can I do to love them? What can I do to encourage them? You know, this is actually following the way of love. This is walking in love, you know, in advance. We're, we're planning it. We're going, we're saying, God, what can I, can I do? Um, love, I know you're talking, thinking about me, so you can tell me afterwards <laughs> what you're going to do. That's okay. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So follow the way of love and eagerly desire, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Now the Bible tells us to eagerly desire these gifts. And, and what I, I love to, to think is that God wouldn't tell us to eagerly desire something that we couldn't attain. He wouldn't say to eagerly desire this thing and then just keep it out of reach because, you know, prophecy in particular or even miraculous powers or these kind of gifts of the Spirit, quite often they, they seem like these things that are only attainable by a few. But if the Bible says to eagerly desire them, well, then they are very much able to be grasped, to be taken hold of, to be able to be taken on by our own lives. So eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. He doesn't keep them out of reach. Now, these gifts of the Spirit that he's talking about uh, in this, um, in 1 Corinthians 12, a couple of chapters beforehand, we've got this list of the, the nine gifts of the Spirit, um, and, it, and it lists the word of wisdom, the, the word of knowledge, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, uh, miraculous powers, prophecy, discernment, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Now, if you consider these gifts, actually none of them, apart from half of one, is for yourself. All these gifts of the Spirit are actually for the world around you. Apart from tongues, of course, your own prayer language, but even as Paul, um, Pastor Paul did this evening, he, um, he spoke in a tongue and then interpreted that tongue himself. And so that public message of tongues needs to be interpreted so that we can be built up. And so generally the gifts of the Spirit are for those around us, for the world around us. Um, but praying in tongues, praying in your native prayer language is, is an amazing thing to do because it does actually, it builds up your spirit. So if there is anyone here tonight and you, don't, haven't, you haven't received your prayer language as yet, uh, we're going we're gonna to certainly have a ministry time tonight. I mean, it is the day of Pentecost after all, and we want to see the fire of God fall. But in particular, if you have not received your prayer language, in fact, I prayed for a lady this morning, and she received it for the first time. She says, I've been trying for 
years and years and years. And I said, well, that's, those are the type of people I like to pray for because, you know, it's just about there. They've been looking for that breakthrough. And then it's just doing a couple of simple things, a couple of simple exercises, praying, believing in faith, and then boom, the, the, um, the dam breaks and she was praying in tongues. And so, uh, so we can do that tonight for anybody uh, that wants to receive your prayer language. And as we continue to, to read, you'll see why it's so good. Why do I want to pray in tongues? Well, it, it builds you up. It builds you up. So follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit and especially prophecy. So why especially prophecy? Why single that out? I mean, what's wrong with the other gifts? Well, there's, there's nothing wrong with the other gifts. But why single out prophecy? Well, let's continue to, to read the rest of this portion of Scripture. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. That's the framework. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I'd rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. And so prophecy builds up the church. And I just think that there's not enough encouragement, there's not enough prophecy around to encourage each other on this regular daily basis. We all need this encouragement from one another. In fact, we can't do this walk with the Lord on our own. We need each other. And all the more, all the more, seeing as we see the day approaching, Hebrews 10, 25, we need to encourage each other. So as you pray in tongues, la you build yourself up, and then as you prophesy, as you prophesy, as you speak words of grace, as you hear from the Lord and speak those words of grace, well, then it builds up the church. It builds up the church, and so we become all that the Lord has called us to be. I mean, even, um, even just thinking of Jesus, you know, just this picture of needing each other. Here is Jesus, and he walks into his hometown, and the, the ministry results weren't all that great because there wasn't uh, honor, there wasn't this partnership, there wasn't this receiving of the Spirit and the fire of God. And so, you know, that's encouraging for me. You know, even Jesus uh, wasn't him, it wasn't him, but it was the world around him that didn't receive his message. And so we need each other, and especially in this context, in our family context, to continue to build each other up. So I want to say this, that you can prophesy. And I think sometimes all we need is permission. Just permission. Give ourselves permission to step out in faith and to share God's word. So you might say, well, what if, um, what if prophecy just isn't my gift? I mean, I know there's lots of different gifts and the Bible says, well, you know, to some he's given this gift and to some he's given that gift or, or that gift. Well, what if, what if my gift isn't prophecy. So it, it works like this, that in the world, people are gifted in certain things. Sports people, you've got runners, you've got swimmers, you've got artists, you've got maths teachers, you've, you've got uh, nurses and, and doctors and um, I guess extreme, extreme cake makers. I used to, I don't know why, I just used to watch that for a while, the extreme cake makers, they're just these big cakes. It's like, man, that is a gift. I don't know how you do that. I, it's amazing. 
I have taken photos of my birthday cakes that I've made for my kids, and they're not usually that good, but they're okay. I mean, uh, they're okay. But, see, there are people who are particularly gifted in these areas, but actually all of us can do all of these things. And so, you know, we can all make a cake, even, you know, it may not look quite as good as what I've seen on TV. We can all produce some sort of art, you know, throw a can of paint at a canvas and sell it for thousands of dollars. I mean, you know, people do that. And so, yeah, it may not be your particular gift, like you may not operate in it on an everyday, daily basis, but each one of us have access to all the gifts of the Spirit. We can't limit ourselves and, and think, you know, there might be people who uh, have a particular gift. I think of our friends Joe and Leslie Lee who are coming uh, next weekend, and there's this, this giftedness of healing, of deliverance, of moving in the miraculous and power and signs and wonders and so they're, they're walking in these things every day, but it doesn't mean to say that we can't have access to those things as well. And when I think of healing, if I want to pray for my kids to get better, well, I'm not going to wait for someone across on the other side of town to come and pray for my kids. I'm going to pray for my kids for healing to take place for them. And I've seen my kids get healed. We had... Um, uh, Caleb, he had his wisdom teeth pointing sideways in his head and the orthodontist said, well, uh, you're going to yeah, be looking at braces and I was calculating that and it's like, well, that's expensive so I'm going to go for the, the, the cheaper option of prayer. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for a very practical option of prayer, go there first. And so prayed for him for about a year Alignment for teeth, alignment for teeth, alignment for teeth. Then we get the x-ray back, and his, his teeth are pointed straight up and down. And so I didn't need braces. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so we've been just praying for teeth. And I, and I also, um, I remember him standing up. He said, I've been getting sore feet. And so I remember him standing up, and his feet were sort of pointed in, in a bit like this. And so about six weeks of alignment, praying for alignment, alignment for his legs. And, then he, and he hadn't complained for six weeks. And I said, oh, stand up. And, and his feet were straight. His feet, his feet were flat on the ground. And it's like, I don't have to wait for international guest speakers to come in and pray for my kids. I can just pray for my kids. And I think that um, sometimes I think for us, some of the best healing prayers, especially when it comes to family and kids, are those um, tapping away at concrete type prayers. And you just keep coming. You, I mean, I, I, just find, I just think that if ever you find yourself in a place of prayer, that you're never wasting your time. You're never wasting your time if you're praying, because God can use that. I was at the um, uh, New Zealand Intercessors Conference uh, last week. I think it was last week. I've not been traveling. so. But anyway, um, and in, in Kenya, there was the national elections, and um, this Christian guy was going against um, this corrupt uh, president, and, um, and he was basically prayed in to office, the Christian one, uh, and he became the president of Kenya. And, um, and then Kenya had been in drought. This section in the east of Kenya had been in drought for about five years, coming into the sixth year. And so what he did was he called a, a day of prayer and fasting. This, and, and the opposition was saying to him, well, why don't you do something practical for, for your country instead of getting people to pray and fast? And so they prayed and fasted for that day, and then three weeks later, the heavens broke open, the rain came, and the drought was broken uh, after five and a half years, coming into the sixth year. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
So prayer, prayer. I mean, these are the spiritual equipment that we've been given. Thank you, Jesus, for, for the power that we have. I mean, you know, we, we actually have options. This is what I keep thinking to myself. If you do not have relationship with Jesus, you are simply under the earth curse. You know, you, you're simply under the clouds, the, the atmosphere around us, this thin layer of blue around our planet. It's, it's, all, it's kind of like a closed loop, a closed circuit, a, um, just a, a closed thing. There's no outside help. But for us as Christians, we actually have access to the heavens. We're seated in heavenly places anyway, so no longer here, but up there, here and there at the same time. And so we have this ability to take hold of the power of heaven and bring it to earth. We just have options. And so when it comes to prophesying, um, I want to say this, that each one of us can prophesy. And prophecy, um, I would define prophecy as simply hearing from God for someone else and then sharing that word with them. I've, I've talked to a few prophets and said, you know, is that a good definition? And they've, they've said, yeah, that's a good definition, hearing from God for someone else, and then giving that word. If you hear from them uh, and don't give the word, well, then it's not prophecy. It's just like a revelation. If you share it with them, step out in faith over the line and take something from the, the spirit into physical, tangible, well, then it becomes a prophecy. And so, but some people might say, well, I actually struggle to, to hear the voice of God. You know, I just, just on this regular daily basis, I just find that um, I just struggle to, to hear God speaking to me. Well, I'd like to, to reframe that. And, and how about look at it this way? Um, it's not that you can't hear his voice. It's out of everything that you do hear, who is God, what is God, and, and what is myself? You know, what are my thoughts and what are... God's thoughts, it's not that you can't hear his voice, it's out of everything, it's discerning what is God's words and what are my words. In fact, there's only three sources um, that come into our minds. There's, uh, you know, the devil, he'll speak into our head, God will speak into our head, and we'll speak our own voice into our head as well. It's quite simple to identify the devil speaking. It will be condemning thoughts, it will be negative thoughts, it will be destructive thoughts and angry thoughts and and so you can immediately say no to those thoughts, and then you're just left with two, yourself or God. And so I just think it makes it so much easier to hear God's voice if you realize that you've been hearing him all along. <laughs> you've just been hearing him all along. Um, I've got an extra. So um, the devil's voice, God's voice, my voice, my wife's voice yeah. as well. It sounds so much like God. <laughs> sounds so much. I just... Uh, which is a lot, I just, um, sounds so crystal clear, like, like God. The washing's still in the washing machine. Get behind. I think the response to that one is, get behind me. No, it wasn't, it's not that, it's, it's not that at all. But she sounds so much, I love, I love when my wife talks to me. I love it. I love it. And so it's simply hearing from God. It's simply hearing from God. We can all hear God's voice. We can all hear his voice. And so um, when it comes to uh, prophesying to someone, really what I'm doing is I'm, I'm just really catching the first word, picture or thought. I'm looking for a starting point. 
you know, God uh, quite often speaks, and some people might call it intuition, you know, it's, and it's just these um, things that you catch, these things that you catch. Um, this morning I woke up at 4.44. Um, I, I hadn't intended to wake up at 4.44. I, I woke up and I was like, I looked at my phone and it's like, it's 4.44. And I said, God, what are you saying? And four is the number of, of Earth, the planet, you know, um, north, south, east, west, four. Um, the four winds, four. Sun, Mercury, Venus, Earth, fourth, four. So it's just four. And, so, and, I, and God said, I'm about to move across the planet. I'm about to move in this fresh way across the planet. And he, and he just said that to me at 4.44, and I'm like, well, that's encouraging to know that he's, he's moving in a fresh way, and there's fresh fire, there's, there's fresh waves, and um, just be expectant, expectant for what he's going to do. And so it's just catching these, these, um, these cues. It's really paying attention right. is what it is. You can move in the prophetic all day, every day if we just paid attention. Right. And so it's simply paying attention to what it is that he's saying. Well... What if, what if, um, do, do you have to be 100% sure that you've heard from God before you prophesy a word to them? Do you have to be 100% sure? And I, I see some people making the right answer there, which is good. So, so no, you don't have to be 100% sure because the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. And so if there's no faith element in there, well then, I mean, there's just got to be that faith element. And so are we ever 100% sure? Well, no, nah, not really. You know, there's always that faith element there that's operating. And so, um, so you step out of faith, but that's why that he's given us a framework, strengthening, encouraging, comforting. And so that's what prophecy sounds like in New Testament prophecy operating in the gift of the Spirit. And also he's given us some checks. It's like being led by the spirit of peace. Do I feel peace? Do I feel peace when I receive that word for our, ourselves as someone's prophesying to us? Because what I want to do tonight is um, because I, I feel a, a sparking, you know, when, when someone starts to prophesy, it just overflows. So I just want to, you know, if you get a word for someone tonight, we just want to have a, a time where, where we get filled ourselves. But if you have a word for someone, I'd love you to be able to step over and, and share it with that person. That way we can minister to each other. But it's strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. That's the, the framework. And then as a receiver, do I feel the peace of the Spirit be led by the peace? And in fact, if you've got complex decisions in front of you, well, it's quite simple to work out which decision to make. If I have five, because that's when people come up um, to, to be ministered to, quite often it's like, I don't quite know what to do next. You know, can you pray for me to help me try and find out, you know, this, this next decision I have to make? Well, each one of us has actually got an internal peace barometer. And so this decision, yeah, I don't know if I feel the peace here, not so much here. Oh, yeah, this, this feels a bit more peaceful. Yes, this one, this one. And you, and you go back to that decision where you feel the most peace, and then you start moving forward in that decision. And so as you move forward, the, the peace may, may shift, it may change, and you're just following the trail of peace. That's what he's given us, the peace of the Spirit to help us to navigate, to help us to walk, to help us to decide. If you receive a prophecy yourself and the peace isn't there, well, you receive it, say thanks, and put it on the shelf. Maybe you don't apply it to yourself in the moment. If you feel the peace of the Spirit, well, then that is a good indicator that it might be a word for you. Receive it. Do I feel encouraged by it? And, and it's just a good way to be able to receive. I mean, people have prophesied to others in the past, given them 
directions, thoughts. You need to invest your money into this thing. The person goes and invests their money and it crashes. And it's like, yeah, but he told me to do it. Um, well, really, if I'm the receiver of a prophecy, it's my responsibility. <laughs> My responsibility, whether I do that thing or not. You can't put it on someone else to decide for you. That's why quite often God says to us, well, you decide. Oh, God, I just want to know your number one will. Yeah, but I want you to take responsibility for your decisions. <laughs> just not blame it on God all the time. So, um, and so he says, well, you choose. You know, I've given you peace. I've given you wisdom. I've given you a multitude of counselors. Why don't you try and work this thing out yourself? And, you know, I will help to, if you step out in faith under that premise, well, then I will make sure that you end up where you need to be. Because I think that for those who are called according to his purposes, that he will get us where we need to be, and he's not going to throw us off the side of the road, off the edge of the cliff, because he loves us too much for that. And so we just walk forward in the gifts of the Spirit. Just got one more thing to, to share when it comes to prophecy, and then we'll just step into a, a time of ministry. And so, um, and it's this whole idea of prophesying in part, prophesying in part. And I think that this has um, two applications, two reasons. Well, for, for one, we, we certainly don't see uh, everything right now. We have a partial revelation. Everything we do, we do in faith. And so you don't have to be 100% sure. We've got to realize that we simply prophesy in part. We only see in part. None of us can see 100% clearly. But then the other aspect of this is that uh, quite often if we are doing like a class setting, prophesying to people, we've got some people in the center of like a circle and people are sharing prophetic words. Um, everybody around the circle uh, is standing in a different place in relation to the people in the middle. Someone is seeing them from the side. Some are seeing them from the back or from the front. We've all got a different perspective. And as that, those different perspectives are shared, well, then you start to build up a fuller picture of what it is that the Lord might be, might be saying. And so he might be talking about their future or the present, a current season, a future season, calling out gifts and talents, commissioning people into their next season, taking them over a threshold. And so prophecy does all these variety of things. And so just if you prophesy to someone and someone else says, I had that very same word for them, well, that's encouraging. But if it has a completely different word, well, then just continue to share it anyway and realize that it might just be a different piece of the puzzle that people want to put together, that God wants to put together around them. Thank you, Jesus. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to step into a time of ministry. I want to release, so I want to um, uh, do something that uh, God just gave me a bit of uh, inspiration on. We're going to, I'm going to lead us in that. And then um, what we just want to do is release the prayer ministry team, want to be filled again by the Spirit, want the fire of God to come and fill us and saturate us so that we can move in the power of the Holy Spirit and also, if, if you have a word for someone, you're catching that first word, picture, or thought that comes to mind. So um, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So why don't we stand? Let's stand. Can I have the, um, the team uh, come back and they'll just lead us for a little bit? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. Um, and I want you to lean in. And see what the Holy Spirit is saying.
Just lean in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, so as we're here in his presence, what I want you to do is picture yourself in a day. In a day. So it's either the dawn, it's the morning, it is midday, it's the afternoon, evening, or night. Thank you, Jesus. And so why don't you engage in this moment and picture yourself in this day. Is it morning, dawn, is it midday, afternoon, evening, or night? So there's five, five spaces in a day. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so... um, who here had the, the dawn, the, the morning? Just, just raise your hand if you... Okay. So, yeah, awesome. So I'm going to now um, uh, share a word. I'm going to prophesy a, a word. And for everyone who, who had the dawn, um, this word is for you as well. So what we're doing is we're, we're partnering with the Holy Spirit. What he's saying, I want you to, to receive this word. And so um, there, there's a shift. There's new things. It's a, it's a dawn. It's a new day. And there's a promise of something fresh on the horizon. And I feel like the Lord is taking you into something new that you might not have um, done before. I I feel like the the Lord's saying that that He is so pleased with your faithfulness and all that you have been doing up to this point. But it's a fresh day, a new time, a new season. And be excited and be expectant for what it is that He is about to take you into in Jesus' name. You're about to step over into a new chapter, a new part of the story in Jesus' name. Um, who had midday? Midday. Yeah, okay, midday. This is for, for everyone who had midday. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, the sun is the brightest at midday, and I just see the glory of the Lord raining down upon you. It's midday. There's a lot of things happening. I feel like there, there's a lot of things, a lot of busyness that's taking place. But the Lord's saying that the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn shining ever brighter till the full light of day. And I just see you standing in this place of shining. And I feel like the glory of the Lord is going to increase in you and around you and on your life. And I feel like he's going to bring order to that busyness. And he's going to um, cause you to uh, get things aligned so that you can function better and freer. Uh, and I just feel like there is things to do at the moment. He's put things in your hands, and so the Lord is just saying to be faithful with what he's put into your hands, to, to use those things, to see them, even as gifts from the Lord, no matter what it might be, gifts from the Lord that he wants to use in your hands. Afternoon? Yeah, afternoon. Thank you, Jesus. Um, yeah, afternoon, it feels like that there's been a, a waiting time. It feels like the day has been drawing and, um, and there's a, a waiting time, but it's a, it's a time to, to rest, to, to realize that the in-between season is a season in God that He uh, often just places so that we don't have to be um, so concerned with the, the pressures in the, in the pools. But He says that um, there is new things coming, but just to be content in the season, 
to continue to seek him. He's building resilience. He's building strength. Um, he's building uh, a, a strength within you so that you, he can take you in to what is coming. And because it's the afternoon and, and the dawn, there is this, this shift and this change taking place. Um, but realize that the in-between season is a significant season. It is significant for you and it's getting you ready for what is to come. And then evening, evening, so um, evening, it's dinner time, it's time to eat, the work of the day is over, and I just feel like the Lord's saying that He wants to refresh you, that He wants to give you food, and, and dinner time is a time when families come together as well, there's this reconciliation that's going to take place around you, there's relationships being restored, there's this community around you, and the ability to, um, to eat, enjoy, uh, enjoy time together, and I feel like there's going to come this amazing relationship relational time around you and it's a, a time to, um, to to give to each other to be generous and to receive and to enjoy the relationships relationship with the heavenly father come and eat with him at his table and you're joining and others are being joined into that table as well and you're you're eating together and then the night who had had the night yeah, and so the, the night time, the night time, the dark time, is a, it's a beautiful time. The stars are out, the, the lights are on, and it's um, Samuel hearing the voice of the Lord in the evening, in the night. Samuel, Samuel is, is calling out, and it's a time for you to, to really tune in to the voice of the Lord, to tune in to what it is that he's saying. It's a time of quietness and stillness, a time to hear him, a time to um, commune with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So right now I'm going to... Um, yeah, so in saying that, I just want to finish off by saying this. Well, you might say, well, you know, did God give me that space? Did, did I come up with it myself? You know, how does that all work? Maybe it was me making it up. Well, if you always take God out of the equation well, then how are you ever going to hear God speaking to you? So you've got to trust that what you're hearing is the Lord, is the peace there, is the presence of God there. You've got to trust that the Lord speaks to you, that you do hear His voice. feel like the Lord's saying you do hear His voice. Don't take God out of the equation. Put Him in the equation. It's like, man, when I'm walking in the Spirit, all these amazing coincidences happen around me. How cool is that? Well, in that case, stay in the Spirit. Let the amazing coincidences continue to happen. You can call them that, or you can call it the moving of the Spirit of God. Don't mind what you call it, but I'm telling you, as you continue to walk in the Spirit, believe it's Him speaking to you, well, then you're going to have amazing things happen in and around you. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank You for, for this day. Lord, we thank You for raising Your Son up. And we thank you, Jesus, for sending your spirit down, sending the Holy Spirit. Lord, and today, tonight, we receive. We receive your fire. We receive your anointing. We receive your presence. And we're praying, Lord, that you'll come and fall on each person in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. If you want to receive a fresh infilling tonight, if you want to receive more of the Lord, I'd invite you to come up to the front. I want to pray. The ministry team are ready. I saw them in the prayer room at the beginning of the the service. Come and, and receive from the Lord tonight. And we just want to come and minister and bless you. We want to share prophetic words to you so that you can carry them into your week. This is a moment, especially on a night like tonight, especially on a night of Pentecost like tonight, where the Lord wants to do something fresh and new in you. I feel like people are going to be commissioned tonight in Jesus' name, that as you hear a word, something will shift and change within you as you hear that prophetic word. And so come and receive, come and receive. Hallelujah. Come and receive. The river is always flowing. It continues to flow. It is here. It is now.